0: What does happen when workers get a minimum wage?
1: Well, I think it's important, to as you said in your introduction, to understand what the, the international motivation is. And that is as a tool to address both inequality and, uh, and poverty. And we've undertaken two statistical modelling exercises, both of which show that increases, firstly, in the wage share, which is the share of wealth in the it, Economy, which is allocated for wages, and increases in in low low income and wages themselves have a positive impact on poverty and inequality through a a a positive impact on wages, on consumption, on output, and on GDP growth.
0: I mean, a lot of the concern in the early days of talking about a national minimum wage were that um, you know, employers would be shedding jobs if they had to increase the minimum wage. I mean, it seems like you're preaching to the converted at a symposium like this, but is is anyone arguing the merits of that kind of argument? You know,
1: I think there's two ways of answering that. The first is, as one of our international experts said, in many ways the employment question is a second-order question. Um, the objective is to, is to impact on poverty and inequality. The impact on employment is, is, is relevant to the extent to which it may have a negative impact on that objective. And, of course, we need to uh, not set a minimum wage either at a level or, or through an architecture which would have a harmful impact on, on employment. But the international experience is such which shows that the impact of minimum wages on employment is either negligible, neutral, slightly negative, or statistically insignificant. And we see in our own modeling output that we do have a very small negative impact of between 0.1% of 0.2%, 0.2%, um, which very much fits in line with the internal experience. But that's in the context of a much larger positive impact on the other indicator's which
0: I mentioned earlier. I mean, Gilad, it sounds like a difficult balancing act, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking for a Goldilocks zone, one that's where you set the minimum wage not too high so that employers get too scared and perhaps finance runs away, but you don't want it to be too low to the point where it actually has no impact on those, on those workers who are earning poverty wages as you describe them. I mean, how do you determine that Goldilocks zone where it's just right?
1: That's a nice metaphor, um, which I haven't heard used. Uh, You're I welcome. But just that. just make sure um, you
0: credit me if you use it.
1: Okay, sure, <laughs> sure, Dustin. Um, you know, I think that's a really important issue. You know, I think that we've heard from certain quarters uh, motivations of minimum wages at, at very low levels, levels around our lowest sectoral levels now, which is in the region of of. Of the like, 2,000 range, and that's really not going to have very much impact um, on the lives of the working poor. At the same time, it's probably unsustainable, and our modelling indicates that uh, various e- economic indicators become volatile at the sort of five and a half, six thousand range. Okay, now of course there's, there's you know there's no way of of with an absolute Prediction. What, what I think we need to do is choose a level which accommodates some um, of, of our of our concerns over poverty level, um, and then to gradually increase um, towards a, 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 a higher target.